everything in business is a gamble. People generally buy people. It's genius! We want an education. What you're thinking, can you get the buy-in? Buy-in, buy-in. You're listening to Forest FM, the salon business show with your host, Zoe Galilla Springer. For your industry, by your industry. New year, new you? Maybe not. But what about a new mindset? In the words of George Bernard Shaw, progress is impossible without change, and those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. So why not approach this time of year as a review of what's gone well, what hasn't, and what has exceeded your expectations? And then reflect on what you want to bring into focus next year, with what specific goals, Do you already know some of the steps to get there? And if not, today's episode might be exactly what you need to spark that new thinking. Let go to lead more. Vice grips have never been a tool of leadership. Share the load, help and allow people to grow with you and understand what it takes to grow a company. Everybody can be well taken care of, but if it's all about fighting over the dollars, you know, you're fighting over the wrong stuff come together as a team and grow a company and you'll blow the competition away. There are non-negotiable rules that you have to follow in business to create the outcomes that you want. You're only going to get profit if you plan it. It, it doesn't happen by accident. A financial diet, working a cash flow plan, you know, if you're going to hire someone in March, what do you think that person's going to cost you? Let's put the amounts in the plan and then we can work the plan and you adjust it as you go. It's a plan. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but you'll have more control following the plan. A leading expert on business education, Neil Dukoff is the founder of the U.S.-based salon coaching business Strategies. With the help of a U.S. countrywide team of coaches and educators, Strategies empowers salon owners to be their most successful by streamlining and improving systems to grow profitability, productivity, staff retention, and customer loyalty. Over the last 38 years, Neil Dukoff has coached countless businesses, Aveda, Gillette, Procter & Gamble, Kerstas Paris, L'Oreal, and many, many others on how to achieve the highest levels of success and profitability while creating a positive, rewarding workplace. He's led seminars across the world and has gained international respect when it comes to team-based compensation. If Neil is speaking about it or writing about it, he's not afraid to stir the pot. The question is, are you ready to hear it? So without further ado, Neil, welcome back to Forest FM. It's a pleasure to have these chats with you on this platform. How's the end of year planning going for you, your team, your clients over at Strategies? Oh, we're, it's been a madhouse at Strategies. We, uh, uh, we, we've got all our 2022 education all set up to go on, uh, on our website. Um, we've got new seminars scheduled. We're doing our team-based pay conference that we haven't been able to do the last two years yes, uh, because of COVID. So we're doing our first team-based pay conference in two years. It'll be in uh, Chicago in October, uh, 2022. So we already have got, we've, we've already got like 30, 40% of the tickets sold. So we're going to have a sellout. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. 
Yeah, we'll put the link in the in the show notes for that today. Um, so listen, we're at the time of the year where we're all starting to think what would need to happen to make next year matter. And uh, we get into this like goal setting mindset and all that. Um, but my question is, you know, how do you know that the goals you're setting yourself are actually solid and helpful to the growth of your business? Well, you know, we we work with a lot of owners and uh, when they're in coaching, it's, it's, it's fairly easy to control mm-hmm. because our job is to hold the client accountable. But even then we have to work really, really hard to get them to look forward. Like right now we have, uh, actually we started uh, in November, we started having our clients build their 2022 cash flow plans, right. which is what we what we call a budget. And it's month by month for the 12 months of 2022. What do you think you're going to do in revenue? What do you think you're going to do in expenses? Because you need to have a financial plan if you want your financials to come out the way you would like them to come out, to show profit, yeah. to show cash. But to answer to answer your question, we hope and pray that all owners are creating plans for 2022, uh, both you know financial budgeting projections, uh, training programs, uh, their growth, what new critical numbers do they want to uh, hit, and you know, we get really concerned about how many people don't plan. Mm. You know, we're having a really good year and everything is okay. And we were coming back from COVID and uh, things are looking, you know, pretty decent. And man, we just got to get through the holidays because we're so busy. And then we'll worry about 2022 when it gets here. You know, and business doesn't work that way. Yeah. You're, you're, you're set yourself up for potential problems and you have to work harder to come out of them. Yeah. So the, 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 there's two answers. One is um, you got to start working on a cash flow plan because you, you need to have a financial objective on, on where you want to go, what you want your revenues to be, how much profit you want, how much cash do you want to uh, put in cash reserve. And then the other piece is you got to plan no matter what. You can't, you can't just hope, uh, as we say at strategies, hope is not a strategy. It's just hope. And, uh, and you're setting yourself up for disappointment or surprises and that stuff's hard to work out of when it happens. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's a bit like a game of chess really, but you know, against, uh, against yourself, you have to have like those, you know, five, maybe six moves ahead in, uh, in mind. Yeah, but, but the, but to play the game of chess, you need to know the rules of chess True. and you need to know how each piece can move because not all the pieces move the same way. Yeah. And business is the same. What a good segue. You did good on that. <laughs> Thanks for the chess <laughs> thing. Thank you. Thank but, you. <laughs> you know, you know bu- business is the same way. Yeah. There are non-negotiable rules that you have to follow in business to create the outcomes that you want. Mm-hmm. And, and when you ignore that, your business has a really interesting way of saying knock, 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 knock on your head. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you know, things are a little out of control or oops, we weren't ready for this or, oh, gee, you just lost your busiest service provider. What are you going to do now? And and you weren't prepared. Yeah. So you got to know, you got to know how to play the business game of chess. You got to know how each piece needs to move in order to get you where you want to go. 
I love that. So when you think about how salon owners typically run their businesses and let's like put the planning piece aside because we just talked about this, what would you like to see more of in 2022? I'm going to say a word and then I need to explain it. Okay. Um, I'm going to be talking about culture, but culture is one of those big, huge words. It's the collective behavior, mm-hmm. uh, collective behavior and thinking of, of a company, a salon, you know, forest strategies. It's, uh, it's collective thinking and behavior. But one of the things that I'd really love to see owners work on, and the minute I say the word, people are going to go, oh, yeah, we got that cover. We, we got all that. Well, you know, no, you don't. Yeah, you may have it, you know, to some degree, but I'm talking teamwork. Okay. And, oh, man, teamwork. We're, we, you know, we're a team. Well, here's our definition of team and why we focus so hard. You know, we, we do our thing called team-based pay. Yes. Um, and, and it's a business model. It's just not a pay method, but the pay method allows a whole bunch of cool stuff to happen. But here's... Here's our acid test for team. If going into uh, January 2020, you go, here's the salon goal for service sales, and here's the salon goal for retail. Not individual goals. We're talking, what are your company's service sale goals, Mm -hmm. and what are its retail goals, and is every single employee front desk, guest services, you know, stylists, estheticians, nail techs, massage to everybody. Is everyone going to work to achieve the company's goal for the month of January? And then we'll go to February, March, April, and and so on and so forth. Or will everyone be my client, my sales that's my customer. Hey, I should have gotten the retail credit, blah, 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 you know. And there's that, that's where teamwork hits a, a, an inherent roadblock yeah. in salons. And it's because of that, that I, me, mine thing. Mm-hmm. And even if you have teamwork, even if you have teamwork, Whatever level you think you have, it's a whole different level of teamwork when everyone's pushing and pulling in the same direction for the company to hit its goal. That's yeah. where you have a client that, you know, hey, you know, you recommend a color. They say they, they're interested in color. And well, yeah, I'd really like to get it done. Well, I'm sorry, I'm booked till hell freezes over. But let me check the appointment book and see when I can get you in. Who has the skill and the time available now to get that work done, take care of the client, ring the sale up and get us closer to goal. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and there are a whole bunch of examples like that. But, you know, we, we focus very, very hard on teaching higher levels of teamwork to grow your company, not to grow again, we like to call it not to grow columns on your appointment book. Yeah. Because if, if you have an employee that goes, yeah, I don't like it here anymore. <laughs> I'm going to go rent a booth or I'm going to rent a suite or, or I don't like your face anymore. And I just, I, I don't like all the rules, you know, or the drama or what. And they leave and, 
they take all their clients with them. If you told them to build the clientele and you track request rate and how many clients repeat to that one individual and, and they, they, they earn a better price point or commission rate or something because they're quote unquote busier with their following, then you're creating your own monster because when that person leaves, the clients are going to follow that person because they weren't exposed to mm-hmm. all of the talent and the skills that are available in your company. So you, saw, you kind of set your own lamp. You know, who cares who the client comes back to as long as the, the ideal number of employees, service providers, are running at high levels of productivity, 80, 85% productivity. If everyone is running 80, 85%, you don't have, I got people on a waiting list again till hell freezes over and other people are waiting for something to do. That, that kills your productivity and it kills opportunity. And it's saying you have a company built on columns on the appointment book, not a company built on brand and client loyalty to the company. And nothing I'm saying is to take anything away from the individual's talent and what they bring to the table. But when you're when you're an employee in a company, your job is to grow the company. Yeah. You'll grow along with it, but the better the better the company does, the better it can take care of its employees. You know, vacation pay, holiday pay outside of Canada, because you guys get it. You know, but, you know, health insurance, uh, you know, company paid education, 100% paid education. You know, all the cool things that you can do when a company is well financed because it's hitting, hitting its financial goals and stuff. And when you were saying, um, you know, the push and pull and all in the same direction, um, like another game analogy came to mind. It was, I don't know if you watched Squid Game, that massive, you know, blockbuster on, on Netflix, but the tug of war that it, it just, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, everybody comes with their individual strengths. But then if you make sure that everyone's in the right position playing together and playing to the same goal, then anything's achievable. You know, you could be the smallest team, but you could take on the biggest, uh, the biggest challenges. Hey, having a lot, having a lot of people, and I know hiring is a challenge right now. Um, everyone is, everyone's experiencing it. Doesn't matter what your business is in, but when fewer people generate the most revenue, mm-hmm. and the leader controls the finances, manages the expenses, creates profit, creates cash flow, creates cash reserve, so it can get through things that happen in business, uh, and also fund growth, you know, everybody can be well taken care of. But if it's all about, you know, my, you know, the the owner that I work for takes, you know, 55% of everything I bring in and and I want 50 or I want 60 and and you're all fighting over the dollars, you know, you're fighting over the wrong stuff. Yeah. Come together as a team and grow a company and you'll blow the competition away. Yeah, 100%. So if we agree that strategic business planning typically goes over, you know, three three main things, how your business is performing, what business goals you want to set for the new year, for instance, in this particular um, 
you know, mindset and what are the best ways to meet those goals? How do you plan out the year in more detail? Do you have, I know that you have a few new year's resolutions. Do you have like certain specific things that you cannot omit to do? Um, I think that there's, there's two things that, that come to mind. Forrest does a great job at tracking productivity rate. Your mm-hmm. companies, the company productivity rate, individual productivity rates. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about productivity rate differently. Productivity rate is the ratio of hours you have available for sale versus hours sold. Right. And the company goal is to live in that 80, 85% productivity rate. So, you know, holidays and whatnot, maybe it'll be 90, 95, 100%, you know, and it, but it'll bounce around. But on average, if you can say 80, 85%, that productivity rate is really critical. And when we do projections, when we teach our clients how to do projections, we do it based on, let's, let's really lock into how many hours we have available for sale based on payroll. Mm -hmm. So how many service provide, not front desk as services, but how many service providers do we have on payroll? What is their schedule a week and for the month? Add all that together and that's our inventory of hours. And then Forrest will do a fine job because your appointment book would be built on the hours available for sale. And then Forrest will do a fine job of saying, here's how many of those hours were sold. And doing your projections on, and I'll say this quick to keep it simple. You take your hours available for sale times your target productivity rate. So how many hours available for sale in January? Mm-hmm. What's your target productivity rate? Well, if you're at 70, you want to be at 75. You're 78 or something. If you're at 80, you want to be at 85. Right. You know, I think if you're shooting for 90, you know, you're running very hot and you can run into uh, burnout issues and you're not going to be able to get new clients in. Um, you really need to hire. I'll get to that in a second. So you have mm-hmm. hours available for sale times your target productivity rate times how much revenue can one hour of service generate? And to get that number, you look at previous periods, like, you know, last month, and how many hours were sold and how much service sales did you bring in? So divide hours sold by service sales, that'll give you average revenue per hour. Hours available for sale, times productivity rate, times what one hour of service can generate on average gives you your service goal. Right. And that's really easy to communicate to employees. Where'd that number come? Where'd you pull that number out of? <laughs> well, it's it's based on first, everyone's showing up for work. Yeah. And our, our target productivity rate, and this is how much we generate per hour, and this is what our service goal is. And then retail sales are a percentage of that. So what drives productivity? So for strategic planning, you got to drive productivity, but the drivers of productivity are your pre-book rate, how many clients check out 
with an appointment for the future that they either mm-hmm. make a checkout or they had prior. How many clients check out with an appointment for the future? Because that's a serious, I mean, most salons should be able to pre-book 70, 80% of the clients leaving. You got to really lock in. But if you're at 40% pre-book, you're watching clients leave with no commitment to return. And if they spread out their appointments, that means you got to fill up those appointments with new clients. So pre-book is like, that's like the holy grail of business. Fill up your book as far in advance as you can. And then the other piece is retain clients. So you have your first time retention. How many new clients do you retain? Do you add to your list? How many existing clients keep returning? Mm-hmm. And Forrest has fine reports on that. So productivity rate, revenue projections based on productivity rate, retail sales based on a percentage of I'll keep it simple, the service sales, but we like to do it. What percentage do you want retail sales to be of your total sales? Um, and uh, pre-book and retention. You know, that's yep. that's the driver. And everyone's got to be aware of those numbers and pushing and pulling in that same direction. And I got one other piece. It's the retail sales. Mm-hmm. Which was really important this year, I feel. You know, it was part of a lot of conversations. A lot of businesses started creating online stores because, you know, it was, there was a lot of things that just had to happen digitally. Oh, you, you know, it, it's, everyone got creative. You know, they, they uh, you know, the term that I got tired of hearing in, in 2020 and 2021 pivot? was, no, yeah, pivot. I pivoted. No, you <laughs> you got innovative. You you figured stuff out to mm. to to keep cash flow flowing. Uh, pivot was a I mean it's a great term, but it you know, is a great term. You, you you got you had to get innovative. You had to, you had to figure something out because if you yeah. just went, oh my god, it's terrible. Yeah, well, you're not doing it. You know that's hope. I hope this thing ends soon. Well, who would have thought this? You know, we'd be entering. 2022 with with COVID's still around and yeah. you know it, it, we're we're coming out of it but I think it's more like we're learning how to live with it so retail sales here here's here's a New Year's challenge for everyone listening commit to you know pick a month is it going to be uh, if you're already into January then pick February or pick March and for that entire month. of clients going to checkout have a retail recommendation and damn, they better have the pre-book date so your front desk can pre-book them. Pre-book, that's got to make it to checkout, but every client's got to have a retail recommendation. Here, These are the three products I recommend for you to use at home between visits. And that should happen at the chair eye contact with the client, and that information has to go to checkout so front desk can close the sale. But clients, this is what I recommend, blah, 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 blah. And if clients go to checkout and they don't, and checkout, your checkout team doesn't have a written pre-book and a written retail recommendation, so do you need any product? No, I'm good. Yeah. Do you want to book your next? Nah, yeah, I don't. I don't have my. I don't have my calendar with me. Oh, that's that's nonsense. You you have an Apple Watch on. You got a calendar <laughs> on your wrist. Come on, let's make your appointment. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's leaving it up to the customer when really like it's not, that's the thing. Like it's, if you were, if you were to say, okay, like a hundred percent of clients leave with a product in their hands, that would be, you know, a very, very difficult, you know, goal to achieve, probably unrealistic, but to just to recommend products is so realistic. It's just a matter of a new process and implementing that and making sure it yeah. happens. Re- retail, retail yeah. not service. Retail is a numbers game. Selling is a numbers game. The more you recommend, the higher your probability mm-hmm. of selling something. And, and I cringe when I hear stylists go, and you know what I'm going to say, I'm an artist, I'm not a salesperson. You know, and all, all the excuses, which just says I'm uncomfortable when I have to go into selling mode. I, I don't want to be pushy and, and what, you know, and I'm saying the same thing in just a different way, but this is what I used. This is what I recommend for you to use at home. I'm going to write this down. Here's when I need to see you again based on the maintenance cycle for the the cut and the color we just did. Here's yeah. the maintenance cycle. And they'll take care of this at the front desk. <sighs> yeah, it's less of a sell, more of, you know, taking care of what goes, what happens after the appointment, you know. Yeah. And, and anyone listening, you know, you can go, oh, you know, we do that and whatnot. Here, here's, here's some proof of the pudding. Um, our 2021 team-based pay awards. And we do award for the business of the year. We do uh, a productivity rate award or productivity functionality award. Uh, staff retention, profitability, customer loyalty. And then we do a turnaround, uh, business turnaround and Mm -hmm. a culture shift award. And in judging the entries, we had a number of our customers put down, and we call it the happiness system because it's just the name we gave it. But happiness is the pre-book date written, product recommendation written, that goes to checkout. Your checkout team is ready with, they were trained on how to close the pre-book and close the retail sales. We had a number of entries for awards where, man, my retail was, you know, we weren't doing bad. We were doing about 18% of our sales in retail. And then we, we, we put this happiness system in holy crap, our pre-book rate went from 47 to 70 some odd percent. Wow. And our retail sales went from like 18, 15, you know, up to 25. There was one company that went to like a 34% of total sales in retail because of the recommendations, because you had a system, because front desk was waiting for the pre-book and the retail recommendation so they could finish their piece of the service and help the client walk out with an appointment for the future based on when they need to come back, not, oh, six to eight weeks or whatever, based on when the service needs to be done again and the product. So, wow, I mean, these are are simple things, but it takes – it takes leadership. It takes training, coaching, uh, inspecting, correcting, inspiring. Can't smack them in the head anymore. <laughs> that that was that was the good old days. But 
you know, you can transform your, you can make 2022 the business that you always dreamed of with, with critical numbers like uh, productivity rate and first-time client retention, existing client retention, mm-hmm. pre-book rate, uh, profit. But you, you, you're only going to get profit if you plan it. Yeah. it. It doesn't happen by accident. But you can have the year of your dreams and build a great cash reserve if you plan your cash, plan your revenue. Yeah. Scoreboards, got to do a monthly scoreboard. Everyone needs to know what the the goal for the company is, service and retail. And every day you got to update that scoreboard. And I'm talking about a daily huddle. Everyone together Mm -hmm. needs to see where we're at. So on the 15th of January, you got to be 50% to goal. And if you're not, you got to pick up the action. And if you're ahead, pick up the action anyway, and let's really kill the goal for this month. Yeah. But got to do huddles, got to have the information. When everybody comes in at a different time, do multiple huddles. Yeah, there's always a solution. And actually, you've just alluded to, you know, a lot of leadership uh, references there. Um, and you wrote a list of New Year's resolutions uh, that you sent over to me, actually, before we started recording. So I was curious to hear you on a few leadership related resolutions for 2022. What would be in your list? All right, I'm looking at the list I sent you. So here we go. This 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 is uh, one leadership one. Let go to lead more. And I wrote, vice grips have never been a tool of leadership. Leaderships that keep a death grip on decision making, people management, projects, procedures, budgets, and other operational elements do more to stifle growth and performance than inspire it. Yeah. Got to let go, but you got to prepare your people to let go. You got to have a leadership team. Mm-hmm. Even if you're small, two or three people or four people, who can you share a portion of the load with? But if you're trying to do it all, and this is even more critical, and if you're a service provider in your, your salon, if you do hair in your salon yeah. and you're working 40, 50 hours a week behind the chair, you're an absentee owner because you're, you're, you're doing the work of a stylist in your own company. You, you, know, you can't lead if you're working on clients all the time. So, but you got to let go, you know, share the load, help and allow people to grow with you and understand what it takes to grow a company. So let go and lead more. Um, I've got start and finish one big project. Well, I've got all these things that I want to <laughs> accomplish in 2022. Yeah. You know, how about this? Let's finish one. Because if you have six things, like big things that you want to do in 22, <laughs> you, you are already not going to do at least three of them. Yeah, that's true. So let's get one across the finish line and do it by the end of March. And if you could do that one big thing, check it off your list and get it to stick, whatever that that piece is, by the end of March, maybe you'll be able to do four big initiatives in 2022. But if you don't set the timelines and if your people don't understand what what the projects are and what the timelines are and their responsibilities, and if you're not leading it, and communicate, communicate, information flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, information flow, this is not on the list, but this is part of leadership. Information flow at salons is horrible. It's 
horrible. <laughs> you know, peep, you know, you know, uh, scoreboards and huddles. I can you know, how am I going to get everyone in at the same time? You know, if you don't go around your company right now, if you think everybody knows how you're doing and what the goal is for the month, go around your salon and ask even your best people. Go around and say, hey, what's the goal for this month? What's the company goal in service sales and retail sales for this month? And do you know where we're at? And I bet you you're going to get, I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. if they don't, they, you know, in business, we talked about chess and you got to understand the rules and how the different pieces move. Yeah. In business, everyone needs to know the score. That's the only way everybody can win the business game. And not just how much the, the individual brings in, but everyone's got to know the score. You know, what critical numbers do you want to improve this year? Mm -hmm. uh, is it first-time retention rate? Do you want to hit that 70 or 80% pre-book rate? Um, and not just pre-book, um, frequency of visit. You know, because you can pre you can have high pre-book numbers, but if the clients are booking eight weeks, ten weeks, twelve weeks out, and they really for the for whatever work they had done, they should be coming in at four weeks, five weeks, or six weeks. You're going to need more client visits because clients are stretching out their visits. Yeah. So, you know, what what critical numbers do you want to improve in 2022, and lock into that. Um, and I'll give you one more. This is one of my favorites because I love the responses I get from owners. Spend one hour each day hanging out in the break room. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I get owners, you know, and I'm talking, I had one owner I told that to and they go, you mean like a whole hour straight? <laughs> No, you're gonna no do it in ten minute increments. Yeah, you gotta go in there and spend one hour in the break room, hanging out with your team. Oh my god, you know. And I had one. I swear to you, I had one owner that go, but they're 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 gonna ask me for a raise, or they're gonna ask me for this. You know, then be there. Then say, hey, let's talk about what you need to do to get a raise. Yeah, I'd love to have that conversation because all that is is set goals. Yeah. But hang out in the break room and listen to your team and and just just talk and you know listen to what their concerns are and you know you know I, I know too many owners avoid that and and it's a shame it's you know I used to be a salon owner in my youth and you know I own two salons and. I love going in. I would I would sit on top of the dryer in the break room. At first of all, it was warm, <laughs> and and it it was like I was holding confession. People would come in and go, "Oh, you know," and they tell me this. And they, I would learn more about what was happening in the salon, good and bad. Yeah. In in half an hour, sitting on the dryer in the back room, just talking to my people, and and it and it helps. It helps relationships. It helps trust, and 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 it 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 just it creates stronger bonds with the team. Yeah. But it helps you really understand what's happening in your business and address issues that maybe you wouldn't have found out before because someone is having a hard time or they're really afraid to bring a request to you or an issue. 
So hang out in the break room. You're so right. It's interesting. So um, there's actually, so thank you for covering those four leadership resolutions. Uh, there was three in your list and they're not all leadership resolutions. Your list isn't all about leadership, but there were three resolutions in there that really caught my attention. I would love to hear you on them. And the first one um, I thought was just really interesting because it's not something I would have ever, ever thought of. Start every morning by writing down one reason you love about being a business owner. Oh, yeah. Um, owners owners can feel beat up. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you, you know, yeah, I get it. You, you, you know, you love your business, but that that's a blanket statement. But Every day, you know, write down something that that makes ownership special. I mean, as an owner, you change lives. True. You know, you, you can you can take a kid out of school and launch them on a career. Maybe they'll be with you a couple of years. Maybe they'll be with you a couple of months. Who know? You know, maybe they'll be with you forever, which would be swell. But you know, you change lives. Um, you know, you're you're able to you know fly your own kite, so to speak. You know, you're you're in yeah. control. You know, your destiny is is uh, whatever you choose to go after, and and you know, right? You know, if what you love is the freedom to grow your company, to innovate, to be different, um, to, you know, write those things down. Uh, what do you love about your team? Um, what do you love about looking at, you know, when your financials come in and and you you see you you know pr- you hit your profit goal? Wow, we're at fifteen percent net profit. And you look at your balance sheet and you see you've got you know one hundred and sixty thousand in cash or more, whatever makes sense for your company. If you if you don't have any cash in reserve, that that better be something you fall in love with quick once you start. Disciplining yourself to 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 build the cash reserve, but you know, find those little things that that make it special to be an owner. Um, sometimes the rewards are subtle. You know, it's not. You know, don't write down. I love having tough conversations with my employees. <laughs> you know that that's. Not, but what do you what do you love about how you engage with your people and how you coach them? And how you help them work through problems so you don't have to have the difficult conversations. Yeah. But, you know, you, I mean, I, I, you know, strategies is, uh, we're over 20, we're 28 years old last uh, September. And, uh, I mean, I, I love my company. You know, there are, t- mm-hmm. there are times I hate it, you know, because <laughs> it drives me crazy. Um, but. You know, there's so many, you know, I love my team and, and, you know, my team runs my company. Mm-hmm. You know, I pay attention. I pay attention to the numbers and come up with projects. And I have certain responsibilities that, that I really enjoy working on. Yeah. But, you know, I love my company. But when you start thinking about every day, what's that, what's one thing that I really enjoy about being a leader? You know, a month down the road, when you see, you know, 30, 31 items that you put down that you love about being an owner, man, that's, that's a privilege to be an owner. And it's, it's not just about leading and it's not just about profit and cash and freedom, but there, there's so many other things that make ownership really a privilege and, and, uh, and something special to be part of. 
Yeah. All right, what was your next one? Well, before I just hop on to the next one, I was curious, is that the way you start your mornings? Do you write down something every morning or think no, about I have it? No, I have, I have to write a Monday morning wake up once a week. <laughs> <laughs> right. so I, I wake up every morning going, what's what's my topic going to be this week? But, you know, I, I do, you know, in yeah. seriousness. Yeah. I, I don't write it down every day, but I, I look and I, I've just become accustomed to it. Yeah. I look for things to be proud of every day. I'm also looking for things that need correction <clears throat> or or something that I need to talk about with the team that, you know, hey, that, you know, I'm a little concerned about what I'm seeing here. Um, but when I, I don't do a lot of seminars anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I let my team do it. And I listen to all the the seminars. I'll get on the, like for the online stuff, I'll be on the chat and whatnot. But man, I, I am so proud listening to my team, even even the way they tell my jokes that they <laughs> learned when they were students in class. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's a real sense of pride to see how well prepared they are and makes me feel good that I did my job as a leader because it gave them a career. True. Yeah. So it's really rewarding for you, sure. You got you to gotta be appreciative. Mm. So uh, to answer your question then, the two other ones that uh, caught my attention, I'm just going to list them out. You can tackle them in either order. Uh, Identify and eliminate your biggest personal time waster and then putting your company on financial diet and fitness program. All right, let's do the time waster. I hear more people go, yeah, I don't have time for that. Oh, here's here. I'll do this. Here's the best one on time waster. I want work-life balance. If I hear that work-life balance thing, <laughs> that to me, that I'm beyond annoyed hearing that more so than pivot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but work-life balance, that's choice. And you can have work-life balance sooner than later if you make the right choices. What's mm-hmm. important that needs to be worked on? And, you know, for all owners who are service providers, you're used to having the appointment book control your time. You come in in the morning, you look at the appointment book, here's your job. Start with this client and finish with this client, and it's madness in between. Wow, what a day. Wasn't that productive? Well, if if you're an owner of your company, you, you can't work behind the chair full time. You know, I, I'm I'm you know I'm sorry to shatter your dream, but you you can't work behind the you know if you want work life balance, you shouldn't be working behind the chair full time and trying to run your company because you're going to be stressed. You're going to be pissing off your family and your kids are going to grow up and you're going to forget what their names are and they're going to hate you for never being at the baseball games. All right. Work-life balance means efficient use of your time. You know, use your calendar like your appointment book and schedule time to work on different responsibilities that you have. And no interruptions. 
you know, give yourself a couple hours a day to work through those appointments that you made with yourself and get those projects done so you can leave at the end of the day, go home and enjoy your time with family or friends or whatever you want to do and not work six or seven days a week, 12 hours Mm -hmm. a day. You can do what needs to be done by organizing your time better. And there, there are thousands of books out there on time management and it's all about discipline. Um, you know, but for owners, if you're a service provider in your own business, you know, you didn't buy yourself a job. You know, your your job is to lead your company. And if your hands are needed to generate revenue, your job is to make your hands irrelevant because you got to make money with your head and with your leadership, and you've hired people. That's what payroll is for. You hire people to generate revenue, and your hands shouldn't be the money generator uh, to, to keep your salon going. And and I, I know owners that go, if everyone leaves, I'll do it myself. Well, you know, that's self-defeating. Why don't you just why don't you just say that, you know, listen, I'm hiring you, but if you leave, which you probably will, I'll just do it myself. That's why people go to rent suites and booth rent because they're not working for a company that's growing with good solid leadership with a mm-hmm. growth opportunity. So yeah. get rid of your time wasters cuz your day can evaporate um, really fast. So okay. use, use, use your calendar like an appointment book, make an appointment with yourself. And then put yourself on a financial diet and fitness program. That goes back to the cash flow plan. You know, we have a coaching package. It's $795. It's four coaching calls. And you send us your financials and we build you your first draft cash flow plan. Mm-hmm. And then we then we take you through how we built it and we show you how we built it. And then you do the refinements and then the coach reviews it. And then the coach shows you how to live it after we're all done. Um, yeah. Yes, we'd love for you to stay in coaching, but if you never built the cash flow plan, you got to have it. Yeah. You know, if you don't know what your revenue goal is, and I'm not saying we're going to do 10% more in 2022 than we did in 2021. That's not a plan. What do you have to do in January? What do you have to do in February? What do you have to do in March? When are you going to hire somebody? Which means if you hire someone in March, and that means you'll have more hours for sale in March, and is that going to lower your productivity rate or what are you going to do to hold your productivity rate because you added more hours? So yeah. the, the, the cash flow plan lets you get a picture of what's going to happen in the future. And when you live the cash flow plan, your profit and loss statement looks better and your balance sheet looks better. Your balance sheet tells you how healthy your company is. Your profit and loss statement says, how are you performing? So put it on a financial diet, you know, and you've got more, there are more items that you could trim uh, in your expenses that where money is just falling through the cracks. 
tighten it up, use money better. And please, 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 every month, put money into a cash reserve account, open a separate money market account and build the cash reserve. Man, we were so proud going into the COVID shutdown in 2020 on how many current and what was really cool, past clients were contacting us on Facebook and whatnot. And they're going, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you taught us because we don't even need the PPP loan. Yeah. You know, we're, we can get, we, we can, and we had a number of clients keep their people on payroll during the shutdown. I mean, it got to a point where, you know, that you had to make the right decision. But yeah. when you go into it in good financial shape, you'll come out of it in better financial shape. And, you know, a financial diet, working a cash flow plan. You know, if you're going to hire someone in March, what do you think that person's going to cost you? Let's get it in the cash flow plan. You want to take on a new product line. What month do you want to take on the product line? How much are you going to budget for that? You know, it, you know, we want to do some advert. Well, what's it going to cost? Let's put the amounts in the plan and then we can work the plan and you adjust it as you go. You know, because yeah, it's exactly. only it's a plan doesn't mean it's going to happen, but you'll have more control following the plan. So got to have a plan. Well, Neil, I love how this has come all full circle. We started with the plan, we're ending with the plan. Um, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, if people want to find you online or reach out to strategies, uh, where do they go to? How can they do that? Uh, just just go to strategies.com. And check out our website and you can see all, you know, under uh, events, you can go to seminars. We have a lot of on, like everybody, you know, we have a lot of online stuff that we're, that we're doing. Um, and if you really want to learn about how to grow a company and, and have a business quote unquote blueprint, check out our incubator. We've been doing four day incubators for 28 years and and it works. I mean, we've seen people transform their companies. You got to do the work, yeah. but we'll give you the game plan. And you'll look back at your company and say, man, I, 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 I don't understand how I used to do it because it's lucky I got to where I was going. So yeah, I remember Michael and Dennis on the previous podcast episode we recorded a couple months ago, referring to the incubator and saying, yeah, that, that was the moment, you know, my business changed. (laughs) Yeah. And we're, we're doing, we're doing incubators online. Uh, we're doing incubators live, uh, you know, in 2022. So you have a mixture, you can go, go, we, I mean, we, we can't wait to get back in front of people. Uh, it's been two years. Like I always joked in in our business academy and uh, here in Connecticut, they all we had to change the batteries and all the clocks because the clocks, <laughs> the clocks died. You know, it was like a time warp. You walk in and yes, this is when the clock stopped in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, so. listen, Neil, to um, I guess uh, wrap up this conversation. I have one last question. It's a bit more of a thought starter question for you. Um, there's huge power in knowing when to say no. What would you hope salon owners said no to more in 2022? Meet your new look reporting dashboard. 
a quick look view of your vital stats from salon financials to critical client data with best-in-class dashboards with advanced filtering all in real time analyze take action and stay ahead of the game new look forest reports supporting your business across all your locations you need to say no to things or requests that compromise your company. And so many owners feel like their back is against the wall, like a, they got their top producer says, I want whatever they want. And if I don't get this, I'm leaving. And you cave in and, and, and you give them something that either you can't afford or, or, or it creates a problem for your culture because someone's getting something that nobody else is getting and they all find out about it. Uh, but any anything, you know, I wrote a book called No Compromise Leadership and you have to know when to say no to things that, that take time away from you. Uh, if it's important, yeah, you got to do it. But say no to things that steal your time. Say no to things that create additional expense that you can't justify. Um, if someone says, you know, they want to make more money, then talk to them about what, what has to happen in order for them to make more money. It's mm -hmm. never a yes or no answer, but, you know, say no to the things that compromise your company and will create problems down the road. That's when owners, that's when owners start to lose control. And when you lose control, your culture suffers and, and, attitudes and drama and whatnot surface, say no to anything that's going to compromise your company. And if you think maybe you should say yes, think twice. Because mm. if your gut says no, don't do it. Yeah, that's great, powerful advice. No is not a bad thing. No can be very positive. It can. It absolutely can. 100%. It's all about, you know, sometimes setting boundaries. And um, on that note, Neil, thank you so much. I wish you and everyone at Strategies a wonderful holiday season, restful if it can be. And, um, and I'm sure we'll talk again in 2022. Thank you so much for all of this insight. Um, it was great. It was a pleasure, always a pleasure working with you. And uh, I wish the same to all my friends at Forest. And uh, let's knock them dead in 2022. Most people don't use the full extent of their calendar, nor do they identify their top three outcomes for the day or even use powerful questions to encourage deep thinking. Optimizing the use of your calendar and making sure you have time aside to do some deep thinking can really help you feel less stressed, overwhelmed, um, feeling like everything's a priority or having a hard time communicating effectively, struggling to make efficient decisions. And overall, it'll help you focus on the long-term strategy and not just be in this reactive state of mind. So in 2022, we strongly encourage you to make it a priority to book some time to sit, discuss your challenges with mentors, solve big problems, think of new ideas, and more generally speaking, work on your salon business rather than in it. To catch up on everything related to the show, you can head over to forest.com forward slash FM. As always, if you'd like to share your thoughts on today's conversation or the show in general, we're all ears. Email us at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've enjoyed this episode, why not pay it forward and share it with a friend or a colleague and tag us in the post. Your continued support and feedback is warmly appreciated and truly what makes Forest FM what it is today. And on that note, we'll catch you all next Monday.
This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z, Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Great music makes great moments. Forest FM, the Salon Owners Podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. Get your clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.